0: Welcome to Cinemibus. Hello, and welcome to the Cinemibus podcast, episode 10. This is a news week, so we're, we're just going to be talking about whatever interests us. I'm Andrew Steffen-Melnick.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm Colin Gardner. Uh, well, uh, things, things did happen. This week, do you have any particular preference about where we start?
1: I really don't. Lead us, fearless leader.
0: All right. <laughs> um, well, let's let's begin with the uh, poor, uh, misadventured Tron Three. <laughs> Apparently, whether or not this continued in its pre-production cycle, uh, which is what I presume it to be to have been in, uh, hinged on whether or not Tomorrowland did well at the box office, and apparently it, it didn't, uh, or at least not well enough. And so Tron 3 has been canceled. In response, um, a group of fans uh, tried to, to start a petition for them to, to green light it again, unred light it. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know who these people are. Um, quite frankly, Tron
1: fans, they are legion or well,
0: something. they're there're 10,000 of them, but uh <laughs> okay. but who knows. Yeah. So
1: That's that's a hearty legion, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you see Tron Legacy?
1: Yes, yes, I did.
0: What did you think of it?
1: I I had seen the original Tron, so I don't know how that may or may not have colored my experience. Um, it was pretty unremarkable the the, uh, the sequel possibility they set up was it, vaguely intriguing but given that the movie itself was so innocuous I'm not really sad to see this project go um.
0: yeah no it's, it's funny that you mentioned the uh, not not having seen the first one before because I had seen the first one before but I didn't remember it very well because I hadn't thought <laughs> much of it uh so i did it wasn't really something i'd committed to memory um so there were a couple plot points in tron legacy that i was just completely mystified because i don't remember who these people are are they
1: well the character of tron himself yeah, is, are, they, yeah.
0: are these character beats supposed to be yeah. emotionally affecting me because i don't remember these people don't remember what they were like yeah. before they
1: they were they were younger before um, yeah, well. <laughs> it's it's interesting um after furious seven and thinking how when did tron legacy come out
0: oh um uh, hang on i should google is faster i should have been ready with this probably
1: 2010 yes. my google foo okay um yeah so after yes after furious seven coming out in what is that now five years the advancement of the uh, cgi facial technology <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. with the uh, with paul walker yeah absolutely with paul
1: walker yeah i i don't i don't want to sound like a kook stefan but i'm i'm gonna call it i think the paul walker thing is something that's gonna be be more prevalent in our future is more prevalent now than we realize really the whole digital alteration to a performance you know i've you don't hear about this, but it's out there. Oh, no. Well, there's... The- they can make you smile. They can make you cry. They can... Oh, yeah. exactly. Yes. And and
0: you, you yeah. saw this um, quite a ways back, actually, even before Tron Legacy. Um, I remember hearing about the movie Blood Diamond uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jaiman Hunsu, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Connelly. Um, there is a scene, of emotional scene, at the end of which Jennifer Connelly sheds a tear. Um, the tear was CGI, yeah uh so you know no, this this is already happening absolutely um and i <laughs> you sort of half wonder whether how bad the jeff bridges de-aging was in tron legacy which was was sort of quietly playing playing distra- distraction game to, <laughs> you <laughs> know so no no the technology isn't quite there yet what are you talking about
1: no it's it's there it's there and Eventually, this is going to. We're going to hear more about this, mm. I think, in five or ten years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's going to be interesting because film acting, I, like, I, I'm somewhat inclined to defend the art of film acting just because I hear a lot of stage <laughs> actors crap on it all the time. Uh, say, it's not real acting. You know, <laughs> real acting is done on the stage, all in one piece. And I'm like, oh, you know. Just you know, shut your cake socket. We're not going to do this, you know. But but at the same time, it, it it people don't understand how much of the performance is decided by the film editor. Yeah, um, it was very telling. In I think it was the. T- well, it was the two, it's Oscars for two thousand seven. The ceremony, of course, was in two thousand eight. Um, but it was when uh, Javier Bardem won Best Supporting Actor for No Country for Old Men, and one of the th- people, one of, one of the groups of pe- people he thanked in his acceptance speech was was the editors. He said for for picking the takes where I was good and not the takes where I sucked. And I don't think people realize.
1: <laughs> I no no, pe- people do not realize. I I'm, I'm gonna get on my um acting major pedestal again and just <laughs> and just say yeah any acting you see on a screen is at least at least 50 percent due to factors beyond the actor's control it's the, the effect of the performance it's due to framing it's due to the editing what shots they chose your it, yeah <laughs>
0: uh anyway yeah we have strayed been...
1: we have strayed far from the grid um. that, that's
0: that's that's kind of the premise uh <laughs> <laughs> they've been using the the fans have been using the flynn lives hashtag <laughs> yes. um which is cute um
1: <laughs> it's it, it was a nice piece of score really um the, the name of that that piece of the score is called yeah flynn lives i think it's it's a, I like
0: it. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's, um. <laughs> the, 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 that soundtrack was was rightly praised. But uh, yeah, I I I'm not entirely sure why only this only the failure of tomorrow. I mean, I mean, it, I I don't think anyone at Disney has officially said that it was the failure of Tomorrowland that caused them to pull the plug. So there there is sort of a post hoc ergo propter hoc kind of thing going on here. But at the same time, it, this has been in pre production for ages uh and this would otherwise seem a very curious time to finally pull the plug
1: true yeah what they have said of course is that well they just had too many movies in the lineup and it was that they didn't really have a place for it and you know it's been what what now five years since legacy (laughs) came out so if they were hoping to capitalize on any you know moviegoer interest from that one the it's kind of petered out by now. <laughs> y-
0: yeah, except for yeah. the ten so thousand. The, ten-
1: <laughs> the few, the strong, the ten thousand. <laughs> yes.
0: All will <we> know. <laughs> ten thousand Tron fans gave their last breath to defend it. Yeah.
1: Tonight they died on the grid. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're,
0: okay. We're trying
1: th- to make this a thing, and it's let- not working. Stupid. No, let's no.
0: The Chuan 3 petition was on uh, change.org, so...
1: What was change.org like in the early days of change.org? Was it always this frivolous?
0: Well, I mean, it's it's sort of the inevitable result of sort of opening it up to whatever Yahoo wants to do stuff with it. Yeah. So I I suspect when it was at its most serious was also when it was at its most profoundly useless. <laughs> i.e. when it stayed within the circles the very small circles of the people who made it and their friends.
1: It's kind of like the TED Talks thing. I mean, those just get more, more and more. The problem with... I mean, when, when I first heard of, became aware of TED Talks, I'm like, oh, it's a, they find a few smart people to say a few important things. But no, it's just they get as many smart sounding people as they can to say as many smart sounding things as possible. And if there's any good ideas or really, really important good ideas in there, it's just lost in the sea of good ideas or pep talks or this trash, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You basically just described the internet, but,
1: uh, well, but
0: with, with the Ted talks thing, I, I, I mean, I, I, I did watch them for a while and I,
1: I mean, there's, there's some good ones, but it might be, it might be a
0: fallacy to say that it got worse, (sighs) but I did, I did think I felt it getting worse as they started running out of material. Yeah. There was
1: this, there was this guy, a, a, that I found a few months ago, who did a TED talk on you know why TED talks are <laughs> worthless. So some professor uh, finally just...
0: <laughs> finally reached the Ouroboros point in the uh, trajectory yeah. of its media impact. So there we go. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no Tron Three. I I, I don't know. It's don't it's know. In, as much as much as we've said about it, like Tron Legacy. It does sort of count in my sort of guilty pleasures kind of kind of bank of of films because it looks nice and Jeff Bridges is wonderfully camp and Olivia and White, Michael Sheen and Michael Sheen is incredible and
1: I, we could not let you do,
0: doing a David Bowie impression and yeah and it, and yeah. Olivia Wilde is gorgeous and like it's, it's so <laughs> stupid but I yeah I watch it so there. I, I can't get up on my high horse too much about...
1: I could, I could have died without seeing Tron Magazine. I very easily, but... Um...
0: Yes, and we will seemingly die without seeing Tron 3, and I can't <laughs> say I'm particularly sad about that, so...
1: What else did you want to talk about, please? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Netflix. Netflix is testing out um, advertisements on its original series, that, before its original series uh now we're, mm-hmm. we're both netflix netflix users netflix watchers um yes. what what do you think of this of this development
1: yeah well this um item reminded me actually of a, uh, an item about netflix that came up just a few weeks ago when they're that new Netflix series, um, what's it called? In Between? Well, anyway, that is being released in weekly installments, and now we're here that Netflix may be having ads, and, you know, all these things remind me of something I saw in the A.V. Club a while back, where they were joking about, you know, soon, Netflix, it's going to have original programming, and then it's going to have, it's going to release them, you know, in batches, and soon you'll have to, see them at nine o'clock on thursday evening they'll be like scheduled and stuff is netflix (laughs) is just slowly going to morph into television and everything good about netflix will disappear and there was something heinously prophetic about that
0: (laughs) that's a a very good point
1: if these trends continue
0: yeah, it, it is interesting, because the, obviously the reason they started doing the binge-watching stuff, this is moving away from the ads a little bit, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. The, re- the reason they started the binge-watching stuff is because that's how people tended to consume that media on their service in, in, in big chunks. So I'm not sure how well the one-a-week thing is going to do uh, for them. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, may, you may run into the problem where people just don't think it's worth it to keep coming back which is part of uh well part of what's wrong with network tv in concept but as for ads yeah it it i do see the necessity for it in that they 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 need an alternate source of revenue to keep the uh the premium original content running
1: well yes but what i'm seeing right here so far, any, what they're saying, the statement is: We are running a test to show some of our original programming. Um, as with any Netflix product test, this may never come to all our members. Um, yes, yeah, so so far, so far, the ads are only for Netflix cross promotion. But uh...
0: oh yeah, no, and they've and they've said that uh, you know they that they're not gonna going to sell ads to third parties. Um, I'm, I'd be interested to n- know how long that's going to last right. because the, they, they could command a pretty good price for third party stuff because they've already made such huge strides with predictive algorithms and a lot of advertising online these days is based on predictive algorithms. So I'd, yeah. I I think, that, I think they'd command a, a massive price. Um, especially since the the ad space there would not, at least initially, be too terribly oversubscribed. So, but they've been on, on. They've already started doing some. I think. I think part of the thing is it's becoming harder to avoid because they've started doing it at the beginning of stuff. But at, on some of their original series, at least for UK users, um, I, I remember hearing a while back that that after after some of the original series episodes they they were desperately trying to promote Marco Polo
1: mm. uh
0: because they really wanted that to be a hit
1: <laughs> Oh Marco <They> wa- Polo
0: <laughs> Yeah they they want yeah they wanted that to be their game of thrones and and just it came out and the world just collectively went meh <laughs> Yeah I mean their their biggest their biggest series in in terms of viewership um and, uh, and media attention are of course House of Cards, Daredevil, and Orange is the New Black. Um, so, if we were going to see ads roll out, it would be at, at definitely on those, assuming they continue, which I do assume. So, uh, I I would definitely assume, yeah. Well, in an unrelated news story, we actually I actually didn't prepare you for this, so because <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I didn't have it until just recently um so we've gotten uh word that uh yeah we're getting word about uh more agents of shield cast members who are going to be regulars
1: oh okay on
0: the upcoming third season and the two biggest bits of news so far on that uh seem to be one sort of one bad one good (laughs) that uh that uh lincoln is being bumped up to (laughs) naturally to regular uh but on the good side so is mac so
1: okay i thought you were gonna say max so yeah
0: yeah so we so that the the oh he's going to walk out uh was was just misdirection so okay and very That's...
1: random misdirection
0: yeah no it did sort of come out of nowhere
1: oh that did sort of come out of nowhere now um since we had our big uh shield debrief i episode i guess i i have heard other people say that they didn't see um Dick and Lockman's betrayal coming S- other people who were in your camp, Stefan. so maybe I was reading too uh, much into it, but, uh...
0: <laughs> no, no, I think you were probably reading it as the creators intended. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, I, I, yeah, I genuinely don't know how much of that was due just to my stupidity and inattention, um... But I, I don't feel any particular compunction to go back and check right now, so...
1: Uh, Yay, Mac! Mac is back. Um,
0: Nice. Uh, Let's hope
1: they let's hope they give him a storyline or something. You know. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) one preferably that makes sense. (laughs) But you know, don't rush into these things. Oh no! Um,
1: (laughs) Heaven forbid.
0: All right. Did you watch the Suffragette trailer trailers?
1: Okay. Yes. Let's talk about the new Suffragette trailers.
0: well I, I i just wanted to say to start out with that uh, when I first saw the the teaser trailer originally uh, several weeks back i I wasn't very impressed and I would sort of resign myself to the idea that this was going to something going to be something that I liked the idea of far more than the reality um, but this i I am actually very excited now I'd saying all the right things. Our, our lady and Master Meryl Streep is is hamming it up on the balcony. It's Yes it's, well. It's looking like something I, I I yeah, I I genuinely want to no, see this no, now. No, definitely.
1: So. Um, aside from street fatigue, but um it's interesting. You had me watch um, both the British and the American versions of this trailer.
0: Yeah, I I I wasn't thrilled with the music choice in the American trailer. Um, in no, the, in the, what was in the, the latter half thr-
1: back of this. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I, so th- that's why I had you watch the British one as well. Um, I, I didn't
1: but, know what the music of the British one was either, but
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, it, it wasn't that at least. But Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. No, um, this 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 movie really excites me because um, it's just so very timely to uh, to have a movie about anarchists <laughs> yes yeah yeah no i no, there's a I... lot
0: that's timely about this but <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah it's, it's it's it was a similar kind of thing with with selma to some extent to saying you know this this era of politics was dirtier than than you remember um but but it was still Chapter in history that hasn't been hasn't been given a look in as much as as others, and and thus as I think we've just sort of tacitly assumed it was oh it must have, must have been fairly nonviolent uh, you know in it's just matter of time and eventually they got the vote because of course that that's just the way society was going and but no no they they had to fight for it yeah you <laughs> you,
1: you, you mentioned you mentioned Selma and I always. Uh, I I always cringe a little bit inside whenever I hear that long arm of history quote, you know, because King said a lot of other other things that sort of contradict that. But I I I don't like people using that phrase about the long arm of history it bends toward justice because it's it's like we were talking about with Tomorrowland. It's just no th- no we don't need any encouragement towards complacency.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we we do well enough with that on our own yeah. Uh... But yeah, yeah, I've and and I, I would say that you know obviously it would be it would be very nice to have this movie be part of a eventual larger ecosystem of <laughs> of alternative history movies that are alternative to the apparent default uh, of of old white men in in dusty rooms. Uh, so I'd, you know, I'd like to see a Harriet Tubman movie. I'd like to see all sorts of, all sorts of movies that yeah. focus on people who aren't the old white men who got to decide by, by dint of being in power how a lot of history went. More of this sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any thematic connection here, but, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about The Little Mermaid. <laughs> I, if I love being, that if segue it's a, we're it's being, so awful it's so good um, if we're being brutally honest i i said the segue before i knew which of the topics i was going to pick so that was just my generic <laughs> disclaimer of yeah this is gonna have nothing to do with what we've been talking about but and now
1: for something completely different let's talk about the little mermaid
0: Yes, so so apparently the news is that Sofia Coppola has dropped out of the uh, director's chair on The Little Mermaid,
1: and and you'll um, never guess why.
0: Who'd Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that, uh, that, that... there might be creative differences?
1: What <laughs> yes. creative differences?
0: I know. Why can't these people just get along? <laughs> yeah, because it's interesting. Because I'd completely forgotten that this was even happening. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Ju- it wasn't just <laughs> that I'd forgotten that Sofia Coppola was. On the Little Mermaid, is that I'd forgotten they were doing a live-action Little Mermaid mm-hmm. entirely. This isn't part of the Disney cinematic universe. <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a Universal uh, picture, but uh, which is probably why I forgot about it. But because yeah. um, if it isn't Disney, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so their, their, their first choice back, way back when they started pre-production was um, Joe Wright, uh, who would have been an interesting choice. Definitely. Um, he, he turned it down, and uh, they got Sofia Coppola instead, which is a, 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 another weird choice. Well, they, they, that was the weird choice. It's still an interesting choice like Joe Wright, but Joe Wright would make a certain kind of sense. Sofia Coppola has a very specific kind of movie that she makes. Um, and Little Mermaid isn't that so?
1: No, I think I think possibly Funny or Die actually did a, a parody of what a Sofia Coppola a Little Mermaid movie would look like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure I have to have to watch that because like, I, <laughs> like I, I I already know exactly what like yeah yeah no it's it's the joke it's the joke that that is a director who makes primarily that sort of film approaching that sort of material but uh but apparently the the goes further than the director's chair apparently there's been a lot of uh rewriting behind the scenes on the script Um, well is
1: it is it more than usual i mean there have been several writers attached
0: yes but not 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 more than usual for a movie that's been in pre-production this long um but it isn't terribly encouraging no um but but apparently some of, the, some of the writers have been Abby Morgan, a uh, screenwriter of Shame, um, and Kelly Marcel, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, um, which I, – I, a set of pens that I, I'm – I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Makes more sense with the Sofia Coppola version, I guess, than – but I, I, I don't know. Yeah. would make me slightly nervous about what's going to happen in the little mermaid uh and what the rating is going to be so um but apparently now Caroline Thompson um previously of Edward Scissorhands and the Nightmare Before Christmas um is be- has been brought on to to do a rewrite so <sighs> and I
1: was totally impressed by Edward Scissorhands I couldn't make it more than I don't know 8 16 minutes before I had to stop watching Nightmare Before Christmas, so um, that's encouraging.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I, I was a little more favorably disposed towards those movies than you were, but, uh, but I still don't really know. Like it, that makes some sort of sense in terms of tone. <laughs> Why they would hire a writer with that resume but yeah i, I don't oh. know i don't know what universal is doing well,
1: i i don't know what universal is doing do, do we have any idea what the sort of concept or tone of the project is is it is it supposed to be a sort of live action disney knockoff is it supposed to be weird and sophia coppola is it I, what is it supposed to be i,
0: I don't know i mean i uh... We, it's obviously fruitless to speculate about what the creative differences were. If I had to take an amateur guess, I would say that after the success of Cinderella, the studio wanted something more conventional, and Sofia Coppola wanted something more Sofia Coppola. Um, but who knows? Really? We will. Okay, one of the screenwriters um, said that they were going a, a, a traditional route. With the with the stories, traditional I don't know what... meaning
1: Disney or traditional meaning Hans Christian Andersen, because those are two very different things.
0: <laughs> uh, presumably, well Hans Christian Andersen. So yeah, veer closer to Hans Christian Andersen and away from the Disney. So yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens, and well, they'll get a new director, and who knows? There there are some there are some movies, and honestly, the example I've been using lately is Ant Man <laughs> that that end up sort of being anticipated because of the participation of a particular creative. Um, in that case, Edgar Wright. And then when that creative leaves it, it like it, it loses its, you know, raison d'etre, you know, there's just no reason after that for it to exist. But by that point, it's usually already far enough in the process that, you know, the sunk cost, the sunk cost of it all (laughs) kicks in and then they finish making it. So, We'll see how that squares out for uh, for Ant Man, but but I'm 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 suspecting there's gonna be a similar situation if if not worse for this Little Mermaid movie, so who knows.
1: Yeah, I'm getting more and more pessimistic about the the Jurassic world.
0: I, I hear there's a very good sort of faux single take sequence oh, really. in it. Um, which would be pretty cool. Those you know, those always always make the uh film buffs very very happy. Uh, there's a, there's a video I'd like to recommend actually. Um there's there's a very good uh video by Tony Zoo um in his uh, web series Every Frame a Painting um about the Spielberg oneer. Uh, where he talks about uh, how interesting Spielberg's single takes are uh, because they're so unobtrusive. Mm. Uh, they 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 go out of their way not to stand out, and uh, it's 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 very interesting. So yeah, just search every frame of painting Spielberg Warner, and uh, and it's 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 worth a look. Okay, I'm I'm looking
1: at. Colin Trevorrow's IMDB page I did not realize this was the director of Safety Not Guaranteed <laughs> that Aubrey Plaza rom-com Aubrey Plaza and was Yeah, dude.
0: John Krasinski yeah. I believe, yeah
1: I- I've seen that, did you see that?
0: No, I didn't uh, see that
1: uh, No, Mark Duplass and Aubrey Plaza in Safety Not Guaranteed
0: Oh, okay, Mark Duplass, that's basically yeah. the same, but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I don't know either well enough to verify that. But anyway, yeah, um, safety yeah. not guaranteed was it was a fine little rom com. It was not as I I had higher expectations than what it turned out to be. And given that movie, which seems to be Mister Trevorrow's only other major only feature, feature credit, credit, yeah, credit, yeah, and given that was that that was a rom com. <laughs> And now, what we've seen of the rom-com elements in that infamous Jurassic World clip that came out—if that was, yeah, that was his strong suit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm. I'm. am looking. I'm looking, but I just can't quite find a reason to be excited for Jurassic World.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if 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 we're to take a sort of optimistic view, we can we could say that we you know we hope that it's a sort of Russo brothers Winter Soldier situation. Where they very actively decide this is our big break, and decide to just put their all into it, mm-hmm. because apparently the the Russo brothers like really really carefully constructed every shot in Winter Soldier because they 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 knew this was their <laughs> their big chance <laughs> to to reach a feature audience. So I, if we're if we're generous, we might say that there that might happen, but it could. I don't know.
1: I, like, yeah, I don't I like. know. I like hope. I live in despair. I like hope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want to think the best of people. I want to believe <laughs> that they have, that they, I want to give them the benefit of, da- of the doubt and think that they have good intentions when I have no reason to suspect otherwise. So I want to, I want to believe that Mr. Trevorrow has some some talent in him he's not yet been allowed to shine but uh I don't know man <laughs>
0: yeah I, yeah I mean again with only one film it, um one previous feature it's it's difficult to say uh where his real talents lie cause there, you know there are directors who languish in uh in semi-obscurity and then finally hit their stride. Uh, if, if you were, if before Terminator, if you were going with uh, James Cameron's uh, filmography prior to that, you would have seen Piranha 2, <laughs> and then you would have moved right the hell along, so...
1: Yes, well, there's that.
0: <laughs> so, we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now, but we'll see. Um, well, we've, we've got a whole raft of, of remakes, and the latest is... Uh, Sister Act apparently is going to have a remake at Disney.
1: I've actually seen both of those um
0: you've seen both yes, okay, <laughs> I've only seen the first you know clearly though the uh the sister Act universe needed further exploration, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> clearly oh i I know i know I know what it needed Stefan, yeah, yep. We need to we need so we're remaking it now. So yeah. we can finally cast Emma Stone. <laughs>
0: yes. As a sassy black lady, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is the natu- natural choice, obviously. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean but you actually bring up what I'm why I'm more than anything rather dubious about the prospect of a sister act remake, because it was a star vehicle for Whoopi. Yep, you know, like it, it, the whole thing hinged on her on her persona. So, who's gonna follow that? <sighs> who's the
1: next Whoopi? I have, I don't know. I yeah. Well, there we go. You yeah, know, it's like- <laughs> I,
0: I. Yeah, we, we don't. We I, don't have a. We don't have a Whoopi right now. No, so. Uh, what's the point? And there, and there really isn't anything else to, to Sister Act. No, it's, it,
1: I don't recall anything else to it. I...
0: <laughs> like it, it yeah. didn't even really need to be a feature film, but like <laughs> it, it let alone two. But, but like it's perfectly amusing little concept. But it all, it it only really worked because you got whoopee. So why, <laughs> why?
1: I don't know, Stephen. I don't have these answers for you.
0: <laughs> I I hope they find something interesting to do with it, because otherwise, it just isn't going to be very interesting. And the well, and the and the other sort of remakes that they've announced around this uh, are, are stuff like The Fugitive, which like again, oh lord, it, like that was a convergence of talents that was only going to happen once. You're not going to make that happen again. They're
1: remaking The Fugitive?
0: Yep, apparently. I
1: assume they haven't cast it yet or else we would be talking um, about that.
0: Nope. No. no. Oh. But like but you had the director who was a very good director of thrillers. You had Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones in that dynamic like you're not going to make that happen again.
1: And you know they're going to be younger. They're going to cast yes. like Chris Pine or something.
0: Yes, well, we may get to him. Um, but oh, then they're well. also... there I mean, also he's pretty remade. busy,
1: but, you know, that's who they're going to... They're going to be like, we can't get get Chris Pine. Who 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 else could be... a? Who it's else a
0: budget. The... We get a budget Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> who can we get when we can't get Chris Pine? When I, Chris I have nothing against is Chris when, Pine. When, when, I, I, no, I liked neither him do I.
1: pleasantly enough in uh, Into the Woods.
0: Yeah, no, no. I thought he was perfect for yeah. that role in in all terms, but singing, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, but but they're also remaking The Craft and Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, um,
1: yes, the The Craft. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know Big Trouble in Little China, but yes, The Craft.
0: <laughs> yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Actually, they've they've decided it's going to star Dwayne Johnson. So, <sighs> we'll see. <laughs> Okay. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, segueing on the note of Chris Pine, apparently he's in talks to be in the Wonder Woman movie as uh, Steve Trevor. I don't know. Var- I, uh, Variety says he's in talks, but that, that some of them said he's cast. I don't know. But Chris Pine, may, barring great misfortune, um, very well... Co-starring in Wonder Woman as Steve Trevor, who in the old comics is is Wonder Woman's uh, ordinary human love interest. So, which is which is interesting to me for for one reason because like th- th- someone pointed out a while ago, I can't remember who it was that in in comics uh, superheroines, uh tend not to date outside of the superheroic <laughs> circle. Hmm. And. And, and, and someone else pointed out that Wonder Woman was sort of the big exception to that, um, be, being sort of the earliest of them, when, when you still had your lowest lanes,
1: hmm. you
0: know, and, and so on. You had your non-powered love interests. Um, so I, I, I don't know what that well, says. I, I mean, but... I, I,
1: the, the really cynical view would be that it says that when... Writers write a male hero. They might create an original non-powered character to be the love interest, or pull from a superheroine. But when it's, they're giving a superheroine a male love interest, they're, they're really, it's the superheroine is the interest for the male hero, and it's, they don't create a new character. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that's that's
0: interesting. That might be that might be accurate. No, well, but, not uh, uh,
1: very eloquently stated, but you know that's. Oh
0: no 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 that, that 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 that's a that's a good working <laughs> theory. <laughs> um but yeah. Uh so yeah, Steve Trevor I don't know too much about him. He's he's a uh Air Force pilot uh in in the comics he crash lands on Themyscira. and uh but uh but yeah we'll we'll have to see uh, this makes a little more sense when you know that in the animated movie of, of Wonder Woman from 2009, that part was voiced by Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so, so if you sort of see Chris Pine as a uh, budget Nathan Fillion, <laughs> then, uh, then that does start making a weird kind of sense. Who knows?
1: That that makes me wonder if Joss Whedon would have cast Nathan Fillion, because I've read Joss Whedon's comments about the Wonder Woman adaptation, and and what's the character's name? Trevor. Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess my my my, own, my last thought on on Chris Pine in Wonder Woman is that I I actually hope they don't take it in the direction um, that the animated movie went in. Where where Steve Trevor starts starts out as a sort of dumb meat headed prick basically, and (laughs) and Wonder Woman has to fix him, Um, ah, which which is fine as far as it goes, but if he's going to be the love interest, yeah, it's really weird when when in the in the animated movie when when Diana starts being interested in him in him later, I'm just like, have you have you forgotten how short a time it was ago? and he was just completely worthless is the it, <laughs> has the memory faded that quickly you were the one who ch- fixed him you know just don't <laughs> so yeah i really hope they don't go that direction but we'll see we'll see i'm oh, we which will. is which is the reason why chris pines <laughs> casting does make me a little wary because mm. he would seem to be ideally suited for that
1: to play for that character prick, arc yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That was that was his if, big ad- if
1: history is our guy Well, that was yes. his
0: big advantage. in into the woods, he you know he, he does he does have a, a humor and a charm, but it's very smarmy, uh, which which makes him ideal for playing one of the one of the princes charming in yes, uh, in Into the Woods. Although I, I did always like the the approach that uh, the fables comic series took to Prince Charming, which is that all all the Prince Charmings are the same prince charming he's just a multiple divorcee (laughs) (laughs) because all of his marriages end in an unhappy bitter divorce so okay um other casting stuff uh tilda swinton is going to be the ancient one in uh in doctor strange um this is was interesting to note um because okay well okay for one thing uh the character is in the comics is Tibetan uh, and male, which makes Tilda Swinton a curious choice in in two regards. Uh, what I've read subsequently is that they were never going to keep the character Tibetan because they need the Chinese market, and obviously oh. China, China, and Tibet do not uh, do not.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, no, but yeah. that 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 seems to be why that wasn't a thing. Uh. Um but they had been considering considering ken watanabe um mm. you know not that not that china and japan necessarily get along <laughs> <laughs> either but you know there's some story. history
1: there and some present yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but uh but the the, the casting a white actor does seem to be uh uh avoiding the issue altogether kind of choice but uh but Swinton uh, Swinton does seem like the sort of ageless, godly kind of presence. I love um, Tilda Swinton. Same here. I, I, th- <laughs> I think anyone, anyone who knows enough about Tilda Swinton loves Tilda Swinton. I, I love
1: Tilda Swinton. I, I love that Tilda Swinton parody Twitter account. I love Tilda Swinton. I love... Yeah. Uh, and and I've only seen what the Narnia movies and Michael Clayton, but that's enough, you know. <laughs> have
0: you have you seen um, the movie of Orlando? No, I need to. Oh. She was in. Oh, and Snowpiercer,
1: yeah. you need to see Snowpiercer. She's in that too.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, I need to sit sit down and, and finally do that. Yeah.
1: Just, I, I love I love till the I I'm I'm so upset with myself for missing while it was in theaters only, well, or in your our house, only lovers left alive because Tilda Swinton and and
0: uh, Hiddles, and, yeah. and
1: Tom Hiddleston as vampires, of course.
0: Yes, <laughs> of course.
1: If there were any two British actors in Hollywood who are obviously vampires, it's, it's Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston. I mean, obviously. So- Why did I not see that while I had the chance? Tilda Swinton, ride Eternal, Shiny and Chrome. Chrome
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Did you did you see that thing where Mad Max fans uh bombed the reviews page of a um candy spray paint? Uh what? Manufactured. like it's it's a it's a silver it's a silver like sugar spray for cakes. <laughs> um but Mad, <laughs> but Mad Max fans Completely, completely bombed the reviews <laughs> with, with, with you know reviewing it in the, in the voice of War Boys <laughs> and so on, and, and then someone reviewed it as as Immortan Joe to mediocre,
1: <laughs> which I also loved. Just <laughs> that's your future insult, mediocre. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that was a cultural thing or if that was an Morton Joe thing or what, but it was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was that may be all the news items I really have.
1: Were you going to deny me the pleasure of talking about Ewan McGregor's Star Wars rumors?
0: Oh! <laughs> Alright, okay.
1: <laughs> I've been sitting here very patiently. <laughs> okay. It's, you put it... <laughs>
0: I in, know. In our I list know. Of things I put to
1: discuss, You put it at the I top of the list. I did put it first. List. Yeah. <laughs> and then,
0: I, you... yeah, I, I, I was sort of teasing you with that. So, yeah, well. All right. All right. So I'm just going to introduce this, and then you can rant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a rumor. There is. <laughs> there's a rumor. Oh, there is. That Disney and Lucasfilm, um, are wanting to, do. <laughs> not just a Obi-Wan Kenobi young Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off but a trilogy of young Obi-Wan Kenobi movies with Ewan McGregor in them Colin as as our resident Star Wars fanatic yes. let's uh <laughs> what what's your take on this? Okay
1: I well I think this is a rumor um but I I would I would tend to doubt that there're planning a full Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan trilogy. And if it's Ewan McGregor, it's, I don't think it's a young Obi-Wan trilogy. I'm not sure where you, I, you got honest, that adjective from. Well, no, uh, no, but as
0: long as it's, as long as it's younger you, well, than... Than
1: Guinness, you mean?
0: Yeah, than Alec Guinness. Yeah, I because, think we still have to call yes. it young.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I practically learned to read on the uh, young Obi-Wan books but uh (laughs) that came out after uh, after uh, episode one uh i think i
0: read one of those uh, but yeah
1: yeah anyway um (laughs) um which which is the you know piece of the narrative where there might actually be room to expand into a trilogy there isn't room for this in between episodes three and four to have a obi-wan trilogy there I could see them yeah. doing one, Fairly. Yeah. I could see them doing one standalone Obi Wan film where Obi Wan's chilling on Tatooine. Something comes up. He decides to have one last, you know, ride.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, do it. Do a do a western. Yeah.
1: And he he decides to have one last thing. Learns that he needs to go back to Tatooine, and then we s- sit until, A New Hope, except that you know a new hope already is obi-wan's last ride yeah you know although way. i like
0: I, i'd but I, uh, I, it, it wouldn't really work with the character development in the canon but i would honestly kind of like to see a, a, obi-wan sheriff of of you know a town in, in tatooine to sort of do <laughs> you're
1: going full do, western
0: do, on this okay do do a full western with obi-wan yeah well
1: <laughs> and th- and then you could have your you know boba fett as the antagonist because he's, he's <laughs> your man with no name and it would,
0: <laughs> fans fan service singularity yes. yeah we just have everything uh, <laughs> if, if before we go on i just wanted to say that, that um, my suspicion about why they're talking about a trilogy in the rumor is i, I suspect it's because they're probably they may very well be talking to him about a spinoff. Um I think they're probably trying to sign him up for a 3 picture deal in case they want to do spin-offs where they want him to cameo. That would be my suspicion that it wouldn't actually be a trilogy where he is center where it's centered around him but rather that they want to keep the option open that they they have him in case they want him to appear in other spin-offs. Aha. Uh-huh. So that that would be my suspicion.
1: Yeah. Is
0: because 3 is is the suspiciously clean uh, number of of potential appearances. I think they would want to keep him roped in for. So, but yes, continue. Yes. Sorry is,
1: is is the is the second of the anthology movies confirmed as a Boba Fett standalone, or is that still in the? Unconfirmed I don't know. Phase? I haven't really been following that because, yeah, because yeah, that if if you and McGregor were to cameo in that, that was. Sort of makes sense, Um, I guess. Sorry, so we were talking about (laughs) and McGregor, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this is a rumor. Um, People trying to justify... To be be
0: fair, it's a rumor that's been around for a little while, but this this is the first time that the rumor is that they're actually in... Talks, I believe. So,
1: does this rumor predate the Disney era? Mm,
0: not as far as I can tell.
1: Um, because yeah, these these sites that are trying to justify this rumor are saying that maybe it would tie in with material from the from the animated series as... now, um, <laughs> which I feel like is also unlikely that they would. Yeah, no, yeah. that
0: does seem yeah weird
1: well i mean i think there would be i i do think in these and the in rogue one there might be like a cameo from a from an animated character or something that seems because they it does seem like with the disney going forward that they are making the stuff more interconnected and the new novels coming out They're throwing things in here and there um but i wouldn't think that they would that it would be a big thing because I don't, I really don't think they're going to expect the um, movie going audience to come in with that kind of, with an extensive back knowledge of the series, you know, but
0: it would be, it would be fun if they, if they're genuinely doing sort of anthology things, Yeah. which I, I do kind of want to see anthologies making a return because it's an, it was an interesting format at least. Um, and there have been a couple within the last few decades there have been a couple of attempts to revive the format um, none of them terribly successful at least in the in on their own terms where they were trying not just to make money but be influential um, They might have made their money but but none of them were influential in the way they wanted to be and i i I do sort of hold out some hope perhaps uh, a new hope if you will <laughs> oh, that <yeah. laughs> that that this might be the one to finally repopularize the, the format, but what, who knows?
1: What what are these revivals?
0: Oh, they're mostly centered around the '80s, if I remember. So they tried to uh, do it using the Twilight Zone as as a, as the brand name to do it. Uh, Creepshow is probably the most artistically successful of them. Uh, New York Stories, I think that was one that Francis Ford Coppola tried to spearhead. Um there were, there were a bunch of these attempts in in the 80s um and then lately th- there've been some minor horror ones like VHS hmm. and 3 Extremes that that try to do this. Basically it's it's a it's a nice way of trying to bring shorter films to a wider audience. Um which I think is a worthwhile endeavor cuz not every story needs to be 2 hours. So
1: Brad Bird <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well <laughs>
1: I was I was
0: thinking just in terms of our own podcast I was thinking sister act like <laughs> yeah I I would have loved that as a half hour thing like that would be my favorite thing ever so uh
1: slash film has an interesting I'm actually not finished reading it uh interview with Brad Bird about Tomorrowland that is talking about some huh. of the stuff you were talking about last week um he's talking about you know uh, specifically Walt Disney's vision for like Epcot yeah. and all that uh, did yeah? Did you have any other thoughts on our <laughs> Ewan and McGregor rumor?
0: I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm trying to reserve judgment on a lot of these things because even the mainline Star Wars sequels are at this point very firmly an unknown quantity. Yeah. So we don't even know what the sort of production vision for for these things going forward is. Um, and whether that'll be any good or not so i i find it difficult to to muster any any firm opinion uh either way i i think it could be done well uh or it could be done at le- in a way that's at least interesting um which would sort of be all i all i require as as someone who who loves star wars but isn't is it really me? In- well, <laughs> who, who isn't into it to the same extent that I am unfortunately into, say, Marvel comics. So, yeah.
1: The concept of the Star Wars expanded universe, or the effect of it, has all it, yeah. has tended eventually and inevitably to dilute, you know, the, the kind of stories of the movies if you if you if you say that the here's the here's the arc that these characters had in the movies but then you authorize a million authors to write 20 books about this character before during and after the the timeline that you've shown in your primary canon on film yeah and they and these authors you know want to give the want to make the characters give them arcs give them emotional journeys and whatnot and if you (laughs) but if you say that the primary thing was on the film and then the author does something else with the character that might be just as interesting or better than the story that was told on screen but yeah we we could do a whole podcast on star wars canon or i could anyway but uh well we but, we
0: we might we might someday we, we, uh when as the uh as the movie draws nearer yeah, we may we may well end up doing that but uh no i'd love to hear your thoughts on that actually but uh, cuz you you know a lot more about this than i do it is
1: sadly my my area of expertise <laughs> but <laughs> And that's and that's why uh, I that's why I said you know when, you, <laughs> a new hope is Obi Wan's last ride, and I could see you make making an interesting movie around the idea of Obi Wan's uh, uh, second, <laughs> second to last
0: second ride. What Obi Wan's second to last yeah. ride.
1: I I could see that I could see there's still being some juice in that idea, but a whole trilogy.
0: Well, I I think we are out of uh, out of material for this week, thank God. So we're uh let's bring this to a close um you can find me in the usual places i'm going to be trying to put out a video um this coming week uh but we'll we'll see i've been having some technical issues on this end so we'll see we'll see how quickly that happens um trying out some different formats for the talking picture and, and we'll we'll see Um, so you can check in on that, um, and find me at my blogs and yeah, I am Andrew Stefan Melnick.
1: I am Colin Gardner. Bye.
0: Bye.